There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeal to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Presented by your Valley Chevy dealers. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. Quote from uh, Sean McVay right there with the pregame festivities tonight. No, I did not. It's, uh, the, if you live in the past, you're going to get exposed in the present. Ooh, so well, that's deep right there. Should be a fun. Uh, I'm sure he said it in like half the time. I oh did. yeah, there's no doubt. And then he followed it up with probably three minutes of nothing but on a roll. <laughs> All right, joining us, although he's joining us remotely today for a pretty good reason, Lorenzo Alexander is here for the lowdown next hour. It is Thursday, so we're going to have Zoe on for uh, an hour every Thursday during football season. But Zoe, you're in L.A. today, and uh, it's for a pretty good reason. Are we going to see you walking by on the uh, TV screen I'm watching? No, I doubt that. I'm actually uh, over at the Bills Hotel right now hanging out a little bit with them, getting a, a little bit of a mini reunion, and it's just so cool for me to be able to be back in this space and see a lot of the young guys that I had a chance to uh, mentor, challenge, uh, coach, help out, you know, be a brother with, and just seeing how they've uh, matured and now are just like grown men. They, a lot of them have families now, kids. Uh, it's, just, it's just so cool for me to be in this space. And then yesterday got to see a lot of uh, former alumni over at the top. Golf, top golf event the NFL put on um, and saw Jeremy Kelly and Stevie Johnson um, and who else was over there Colton Smith uh, just a ton of guys that I played with when I was in Buffalo so it's, it's just a cool time to be out here in LA and be around a lot of the, the alum and, and current players. Did you get to talk to some of the coaches as well Zo? Yeah 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 so you know I'm really close with uh, Sean McDermott yeah. Leslie Frazier and Bobby Babbage and uh, I mean just the, the whole uh, uh, coaching organization over here with the Bills. So speaking to them, hanging out, you know, seeing how things are going, what, what has changed since I've been here has been really cool to catch up with as well. That's so cool. All right, we're talking to Lorenzo Alexander. He's going to be here for the next hour. We are going to get into tonight's game as a potential Super Bowl preview in a little bit, but so I want to start off with Cardinals Chiefs this weekend. And, you know, it's just sort of a simple question that doesn't have a simple answer, I'm sure. But as a former defensive player in this league, when you look at the Chiefs and you look at they don't have Tyreek Hill, but they brought right. in some new weapons. But at the end of the day, they do have Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey. What, what's your first priority as a defensive player? Stop the run. Right, I think we've kind of gotten up, forgotten about that a little bit. Um, but even last year, and they obviously we were so worried about it when they had to see Dalvin Cook and had to see uh, the King Derrick Henry in the beginning of the season last year, and they were able to stuff the run. And then it became a little bit of an Achilles' heel for them as the season progressed in the Cardinals' defense. And so, for me, I know we don't think about the Kansas City Chiefs as a running team, but I've seen them against the Buffalo Bills' defense, who's a pretty top-notch defense, pretty much run the ball down their throats and make the game more physical game than a finesse game in the passing game and so I think that's one of the first things that they have to stop is on first and second down so when they get to third downs it's more of a manageable type of distance uh, for the defense so you want them to be in third and seven eight plus right uh, you don't want third and three where it allows the, the, the offense to dictate to you and just going back right Zayvon Collins is going to be out there um, and so has he has he progressed with his eyes because I don't really think we've seen any offense and you really won't see this in preseason when you have like these Sith blocks where or jet motions mm-hmm. or uh, that really uh, 
tries to take your eyes away from your responsibility. And so is he going to be able to dissect what the offense is doing, stay in his gap, and then get there with a, a physical mentality? And that's for everybody because all of them were kind of missing their gap last year. So my first answer would be stop the run um, and put the pressure on Pat Mahomes when he's in third and longer distances. Yeah, you know, that's so amazing because for me, Zoe, it's all about the line of scrimmage. This game, even though you have all this skill, you have all this talent. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, on both sides of the ball, you have all of this skill and all of this talent, and yet it comes down to the line of scrimmage because I think the Arizona Cardinals need to run the ball. The way they ran the ball in the first 10 or 12 weeks of the season last year, they need to run the ball in order to win this game. Your thoughts on that? I would say, I, I mean, I would agree with you. Um, I think that allows you to set up a lot of a lot of different things. Just like what I'm saying as far as the Cardinals defense stopping the, the Chiefs um, uh, run game. When you're able to be uh, two-dimensional, it just allows you to do a lot of a lot of different things. It keeps the the the, the defense, opposing defense in the Chiefs off balance, not quite sure what you're going to do. Do we got to load the box? Then it allows the receivers to get open, right? Uh, okay, now we got to play tight man. Maybe it's third and three. We got to play tight man because they've been able to run the ball efficiently on first and second down. When you're playing man coverage versus Kyler Murray, you know, he makes one guy miss. It could be a big time play, if not a touchdown because everybody's back is to, is to the QB. So when you're able to be multidimensional and dictate down the distance, especially when you get down to third downs, it makes the game uh, uh easier in a lot of ways as far as a, a play caller, uh, a player on offense, just because you're just balanced, you're moving efficiently, and you don't feel like you got to have a big play when it's, you know, third and eight. Oh, I got to do something spectacular. No, right. it's third and three. I can make the e- – I can even check it down and get a first down, right? It just makes the game so much easier for for our offense when you're able to run the ball efficiently. And you know what's so amazing about it too, Zoe, is just the fact that, again, the Kansas City Chiefs last year, they were, they were bad in terms yeah. of stopping the run. They were right. really, really bad. And not only that, but I also think the Arizona Cardinals, their area, situational football that they can improve the most on is red zone and running in the red zone and being a, a better red zone team in terms of running the ball. And I think that will help them overall if they can. Now, that's great. I mean, I think that's another area to your point. You know, you can be effective, you know, between the 20s. Um, and then if you stall out, it's, it's really lackluster. Field goals don't don't win you games. But if you're able to go down, especially on a team when, you, when you're thinking about Pat Mahomes and who you're playing against, you want to finish drives off with touchdowns. And that keeps you in the game. That puts pressure on the opposing quarterback and the offense. Maybe they, they start getting tight. If you're able to move the ball effectively and they feel like they have to, you know, mm-hmm. be this great show. And that's when t- people typically, I know they're playing Pat Mahomes, typically make mistakes when they're pressing and so you want to apply that pressure as best you can especially when you're not quite sure about what you're going to get defensively um, from this you know young Cardinals defense and, and especially in a lot of different areas when you think about our cornerback situation linebackers um, but I think one area that uh, that can be very effective I really like what some of these D tackles were doing early in the um, in preseason if they can push the pocket uh, make Pat Mahomes feel uncomfortable you know we think about Pat Mahomes when he played against uh, the Bucks a few years ago, um, just being uncomfortable, right? That's always the kryptonite to great QBs. We think about Tom Brady, you think about Aaron Rodgers, anybody that feels uncomfortable when they can't get in the rhythm, especially when it's right in their face in the B-gaps. Yeah, everybody talks about the ends, but if you can get great pressure up 
the middle and make them feel like they can't step up, that they have to go way back, and which we've seen Pat Mahomes kind of tend to do, which he said he's trying to stop. Mm-hmm. Then that allows Ends to come off the edge, get sacks, or have him throw one of those crazy passes and, and hopefully can can pick it off in the back end and, and create an extra possession for the offense. All right, when we come back, it's the biggest question on everybody's mind heading into the 2022 season. Have the Cardinals figured out how to avoid another late-season slide? The lowdown continues next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Presented by your Valley Chevy dealers. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. Yeah, so joining us from L.A. today as the Bills and Rams get ready to kick off the 2022 NFL season tonight. I'm going to go ahead and assume, Wolf, this is going to be the, the best Thursday night football game of the season. It's uh, Look at the teams. Look at the fact that they're not playing on a short week. Yes, yeah. even though I want the Buffalo Bills, obviously, to win for so many different reasons. Okay? Not the least of which is because I'm from Orchard Park, New York. Born and raised, of course. Still have family and friends back there, but man, one of the big reasons why is just because I want to see Matthew Stafford go down. <laughs> okay? I want to see, see the Rams lose. I do, and I never root against an individual the way I feel about Matthew Stafford and rooting against him. Alright, we are getting to that game. I know I keep teasing it, but I, I want to stick with the uh, the Cardinals here. Not even so much the game on Sunday, but now as we're on the precipice of a, of a new season. So, um, I'm going to tap into your expertise from having played in this league. If you were on the Cardinals, the team that started last year 7-0 and and went 10-2 and and then fell apart down the stretch, and I would say that that collapse was more pronounced last year than even the year before, but people are making the, the connections. How, how are you trying to get everybody to navigate the start of this season? Well, you definitely want to get off to the same type of start. Um, you want to be able to bank games early in the season uh, so that you can um, mitigate some of the adversity that is going to occur, right? Every year, every single team faces adversity, uh, whether it is uh, personnel, injuries, or losses, right? And it is... It's, it's up to the team that you have in a culture and uh, I guess a certain level of maturity that you can able to not allow that to become a trend. And for whatever reason, the last couple of years, as we've all witnessed, that has kind of happened to the team. And last year was kind of, for me, was highlighted by Kyler going out for those couple of games after being on the roll and D-Hop missing games. And then they couldn't find any real continuity uh, offensively, um, even once, you know, kind of Kyler came back. Um, and so how do you handle it? I mean, obviously you address it, um, but it, it, and it's kind of hard to, to you know to put your, your finger on it, but you just want to address it and make sure that guys understand that each week we have to prepare um, at a certain level. And because uh, it's human nature when you have success that you, you kind of relax. 
Um, and that's a hard thing to fight against, but you have to be intentional about it. You have to address it, but not allow it to, you know, kind of drive you. So it's, it's a complicated, that's a complicated answer, <laughs> you know, to, to, to the problem, but, um, it's, it's really going to come down to the man to make sure that, hey, it's not, this is not going to happen again this year. And guys have to step up and make plays, um, in, in those times to, to, to shift the momentum, uh, back to their favor so they can come out with a win. Yeah, you know, for me, it, it is so difficult to figure out what happened. All I know is the team looked completely different. Um, after they were 10-2, and two, they looked completely different over the next five games. And why that is, I have no idea, and I know right. exactly what you're talking about. But to me, it had to happen somewhere inside the, the leadership structure of that locker room. I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what happened. I just, based on how they play, feel like it had to be due to the leadership or lack thereof. Yeah, and I and I, and I would say because adversity happens, right? Um, you think about little things to your point where you say the leadership or little fractures that can occur throughout a season. And 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 I'm just giving an example. Like I don't know what actually happened with this, but when we think about the Green Bay game and you have miscommunication between AJ Green and Kyler, right? There could be some pointing of the fingers, right? And there's nobody really saying nothing. Nobody. I'm not gonna, you know. But but behind closed doors, guys could be throwing each other kind of right. under the bus, right? Instead of moving forward. Now, I'm not saying that that happened, right. but those are the little things, to your point, when you're talking about leadership, when 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 you don't have great re- leadership, when things like that, it's not little because they end up losing the game, but when, when you have situations like that occur, it can blow up and really impact guys moving forward uh, because there is a lack of leadership or the ability to kind of move forward and overcome that and, like, hey, let's get this together. Hey, it was mm-hmm. both our faults. Regardless whoever did, it was both our faults. Well, now let's move forward versus it creating a little bit of a fracture within um, an offense or within a team and like I said every year every single team is going to have to face something like that and then how do you address it how do you overcome it and then obviously not allow it to become a trend with the way you play uh, relate to one another in order to win games as you kind of move forward because it's, it's hard to sometimes get out of those cycles I've been on a lot of bad teams where you got all these distractions we have poor leadership and it's no I mean, you can tell you we're going to be bad because we don't we, we have no way of getting out of this because we don't have anybody taking the bulls by the horn and really directing us out of it or we don't have the culture that's going to allow us to overcome these things and so hopefully they learn from that and so Cliff um, in, does some little different things maybe that he can see that maybe will help the team and then also leadership just being aware of it and not allowing that to become like an expectation well this has happened to us the last couple of years oh here it comes again when you lose a game nah that was, that was just a one uh, you know kind of a vacuum type situation Let's bounce back next week. This is not who we are. This is just something happened, and here's the reasons. Let's correct these, and we can go out and win the game. Uh, this is Kyler Murray yesterday talking about it because this is a fine line now on, on how much you focus on last season and how much you kind of just move on. Here's Kyler. No, I don't, I don't think anybody's really worried about it. You know, I think it's uh, the past is the past. At least, you know, being honest, I, you know, guys haven't really um, – I don't think they feel that right now as far as what happened, you know, at home last season. Um, I think guys are just excited to st- – you know, step foot on the field, uh, compete, start off on the right foot. All right, so Zoe, that that makes sense to me on one level. Of you can't be going into Week One against the Chiefs wondering what happens, in, you know, in the playoff game against the Rams last year, or in Week 18 against the Seahawks, or whatever. I, I right. get that. I'm assuming, I'm assuming all of the sort of okay, let's work on this and let's let's use this as motivation. 
conversation kind of came after that game last year or throughout you know training camp maybe even this year but at the same time what you were just saying, there's going to be adversity this yeah. season. So you got to make sure that if you lose a game in December or back-to-back games in December, and their schedule's tough in December, yep. the same thing doesn't happen. Like, you don't start spiraling again and thinking about it then, right? Yeah, and that's true. I mean, it's it, – no, yeah, and he's absolutely right. Nobody's thinking about it until something goes wrong, <laughs> right? Yeah, we all feel good right now. We all feel like we're going to win the Super Bowl, but as soon as some type of adversity normally hits, uh, I can get – at least one guy's going to be like, man, I want to – this is going to same thing, especially if nothing um, – structurally has changed right within how people prepare how you know whether that's from a coach's perspective whether that's from an individual's perspective like this dude's still doing the same thing and here it goes again uh we gonna probably have the same result right i think that's what tends to kind of lead to that thought but let's say kyler has obviously matured he's grown he's preparing different doing different things then you're less amped to kind of think about it but if it's like the same thing as what we've always done people are going to death naturally in that locker room and on that field like well, well, we've been doing the same thing so nothing is going to change so this could be a bad issue but I don't see them um, doing that based on past past performances right especially at the early of the season for whatever reason they have a great ability to come out to a hot start yeah. and, and play really well um, even if they lose the game um, you know still being very competitive being efficient um, it's just whatever happens like midway um, they got to figure that out and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's hard to do like Wolf said it's really no real one answer because it's multiple guys doing um, multiple things that aren't conducive to winning yeah and on that, that note right there I'm not saying this is the answer either or either if you're from the East Coast. But I will tell you right now that um, scheme and skulls, those two thr- those two things, scheme and skulls, skulls obviously being the player, scheme being what it is, the scheme. I think scheme early in the season can win you games. I, I honestly think there is some scheme that can yeah. win you games early in a season. But the longer the season goes, the more people are all, all over your schemes. They right, know exactly you- what it is you're going to do. And it becomes about the skulls later right. in the season. I would have definitely agree with that because you're talking about having film, right? And we all know as NFL players, you get once you get that that four games worth of film study or 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 depth within the season, now I can start really seeing some tendencies of what you like to do, whether it's from a schematic standpoint, from a player standpoint, and really dial in on how can I attack. Whether you have a fish on the O line or you have some type of uh, uh, route concept that you love in a certain situation, where I can come up and get an interception now that. You, you didn't see me do it at all, but now that I understand who you are, I'm going to make that play on the ball now. And you have to be ready to adapt, be able to understand what you're showing, have great self-scouting abilities, but then also be able to make those adjustments to what you're saying to where people can't always have a great beat on what you're doing. And then at, yeah. the, to, at the end of the day, as players got to play, right? I got to step up and make and make that play. Even though he knows what I'm doing, Sometimes, I'm, I'm exactly. still going to block you. I'm still going to dominate you, even though you know what I'm doing because... Yes. I'm better than you. Yes, and I'm about to show you I'm is. better than you. There it is. Right. And you, they have to have that level of confidence, especially defensively, I think, for me, yeah. as as the season progresses, um, that I'm, I'm better than you. And I'm about there to prove it, it week in and week out. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. All right. Bills-Rams tonight. Are we going to see these two teams again in Glendale in February? We're going to ask Lorenzo. The lowdown continues. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. 
He's one of those guys. He's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeal to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Presented by your Valley Chevy dealers. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. All right, so is here. Well... He's in L.A. for yeah. Rams-Bills tonight. Hanging out with the Bills, former Bill player. Bills, uh, the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. So let's start there. If you are around the team, and even, you know, just from your own experience again, how, you know, to be on a team like this, the Bills are, f- they're actually favored in this game in L.A. tonight. Right. Extremely talented, but it's a long season. And just because you're expected to win doesn't mean you're going to. That's something you've got to mentally guard against, I would assume, from, from yeah. day one. Yeah, and, and you know, this team has been successful for the last two or three years and have developed a great culture um, and environment that I think is conducive to be able to handle uh, the adversity that we talked about in the last segment that you're going to see, and then also dealing with the success of of the expectations kind of put on you. Um, this team is, is, is very grounded. Uh, they have great leadership uh, from top down, uh, starting with Sean McDermott, and that has really uh, permeated through the, the organization with the players. Uh, you think think about Micah Hyde, uh, Jordan Poyer, Josh Allen, right? Diggs, Tre'Davious White, Von Miller. I mean, it's just a ton of great leadership. And one of the things that I found out that has been really cool, you know, I know Jordan Phillips is kind of a one of those names you don't want to mention in in uh, Cardinals uh, country, but um, he's even matured a lot as far as who he is and being back into an environment where he had ten sacks has really stepped up in his leadership role. And so I think this this team is just primed. They've been scarred. Um, they're battle tested, and then obviously have, they have the the the, the, the skulls, as, as Wolf puts it, mm-hmm. to go out there and be dominant and, and step up when things aren't going right. Right? You know, this they're down. We saw what Josh Allen was able to do. Battle defense is not playing a, at an elite level. I don't care about that. We, me and Diggs and, and Gabe Davis, we about to go out here and make this thing happen, right? And you got to have that throughout a season. So that's why. And, and plus, I know these guys. I know what they're made of. I know who they are at their core. And so that's why. I'm so confident and passionate about um, what there's what they should be able to accomplish this year. Yeah, specifically, would you go ahead, Zoe, and tell me what you know about Josh Allen as a leader and how his teammates respond to him? Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing, you know. I, I I was blessed enough to be there when he when his rookie year, and Sean did made it intentional that I sat next to him in training camp. Um, and is and it's a big age gap, right? I think it's like I mean, my, he's old, he's younger than my my daughter. It's crazy. Crazy as it is, I think he's like 24, 25 now, and I got to listen to Justin Bieber every day. And I'm like, dude, man, come on, man, what are you doing? Right. But he's 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 so infectious with his personality, how he relates to people, how he hangs out. Um, he's just like one of the dudes, man, and the way he plays and lays it on the line. Um, he's 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 uber um, humble, grinder, and guys see and respect it, and they gravitate towards him. Um, and he is a, a guy that puts it all on his shoulders. Um, as far as when things don't go right and is willing to dish it out to other guys when he's he's actually the reason why they probably won or, or did a great job. And so watching his evolution, watching how he's grown um, from a physical standpoint, but more so, I guess, a mental 
standpoint of not always having to play hero ball, but picking his moments has been really cool to watch. And mm. that's why he's been able to develop and evolve over the years. Not to even mention that the work that he's put in um, with Jordan Palmer in the off seasons to work on the criticisms that um, were probably right in a lot of ways, the inaccuracies, right? You know, being able to read defenses just to take his game to that next level. And he's been humble about that process. And that's why he's, I think the ascension to where he's at has happened so quickly. Yep. So what do you think about uh, the Rams this season? I mean, obviously, when the Super Bowl last year, you're going to be tough. But yeah. We don't see a lot of teams. We I don't think it's been like it's 20 hard. years since we've seen a team go back to back. So because it's hard. Yeah. I mean, you play a lot of football, um, and football is is you know is is not an easy game to play. It's, it's a it's a collision sport, not contact. A collision sport. So you you know, and when you put your body under that type of you know uh, rigorous um, activity, it's, it's hard to repeat. Not and and half of sometimes it's just knowing how hard it is right you know it's it's and that's why it made the buffalo bills you know in the in the late 80s 90s so impressive to be able to go back four times obviously they didn't win it but knowing how hard it is to do what you did you just did it you know right so i'm kind of you know fat and full and satisfied and now i gotta I, now i gotta lock back into that level again a lot of people don't want to do that even though it's the top of the, the heap it's hard to get back in that mindset of locking in for you know now 17 weeks plus you know three or four games uh in the playoffs in order to play that high level and and hope that everything kind of falls your your way again right injuries uh some lucky bounces maybe some calls along the way in order to put you back there doesn't mean that the the rams aren't able they're definitely able but when you start hearing about you know elbow tendonitis when you're in your quarterback you know those type of things uh you worry about um and so they're capable you know they got bobby wagner they got uh obviously the best defensive player probably since LT uh, and Aaron Donald and and Ramsey, so they got the studs on defense to do it, and obviously Cooper Cup and what they bring on offense with with uh, what Matt is going to be uh, good as well. But it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a game of attrition, you know. Who can survive and as far as injuries and stuff? And when you play that much football and it's successful, oftentimes that injury bug kind of bites you at some point, or things just don't go quite your way because the game of football is so hard. But the Bills, of course, have Reggie Gilliam. They they have a fullback. <laughs> <laughs> just, say, so, just say hello to Reggie. You know what? I, you know what? They it's a copycat league, and and one of the things that they have learned, you know, the Patriots were one of the teams that did this when everybody was going to this, you know, soft, not soft. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's not soft. It's, they were going to more of a passing game, four or five receivers. Uh, the Patriots always had a fullback that they would line up in 21 personnel and just smash Matthew right down the field, and I think Sean. Saw the the value in having the the ability to play both styles because you just don't know week to week, especially in Buffalo when maybe you can't throw the ball because it's whipping forty miles an hour. We got to sometimes line up in in, in, in twelve right. personnel, twenty one personnel into your thing and just say. I'm better. I'm more dominant yeah. than you. Here it comes. We're about to run power or lead, and you you can't stop it. And so I think there's a great – there's something mental that happens when a team is able to do that too, when you can run the oh, ball. Yeah. And that's been – and if you think about it, the, the years that the Bills haven't been able to kind of get over their hump, a lot of their uh, critics are saying, well, they can't run the ball. They can't run the ball. So I know Sean has really made an emphasis of being able to run the ball at a higher rep and be able to do it when teams know, knows it's coming because it's, it's 
place. That's the most demoralizing thing as a defender when you know they're about to run the ball and they still get four or five yards. Yep. And I've been a part of a defense. I remember the Saints ran the ball 22 straight times on us, and we couldn't stop it. Yep. And so when you're able to do that and really put your mark on a game uh, physically and mentally like that, then you can just wear teams out, and they want to have that in their back pocket when they need it. By the way, Gilliam is six foot, 244 pounds. That's like your ideal <laughs> running back. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, man. Like A.J. That's Dillon all over stout, again. Well, you know, that's probably, the, dude, man. Yeah, that's probably the thing I miss the most about playing football is playing that weak side, out, uh, outside backer off the ball in a 4-3 system. It's, it's I, and I, and I know it's going to be league week. I used to love meeting that good old fullback in the B-gap. Woo, oh, that's probably know, the biggest thing man. I miss. Outside of special teams, that's, that's right up there. That's you one B for me. Right. That's it. <laughs> Boy, all right, when we come back, does the, uh, the Cardinals defense need to adopt a Buda, Buda Baker mentality? Huh? <laughs> I almost said Buda. I sounded like Gambo. Okay, Gambo. Buda Baker mentality for the upcoming season. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show. Lowdown with Lorenzo Alexander as well on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Presented by your Valley Chevy dealers. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. <laughs> That's my favorite, man. You get like fired up every time they play his open. Well, you know what? You know Zoe. He just doesn't strike you as this trash talker. It's different on the field. He's play on the field. He's going to go out there and he's going to play harder than you. And then he's going to do it. You all see it. You know yeah, a what's bit coming, of a duality, baby. Yeah, man. A little bit of the duality of my life. Right I know, there. brother. That flips, you flip that switch when I you get know. on the field. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, one of the, we talked about this briefly yesterday. Well, if we never got to play this audio, this is Buda Baker from Flight Plan this week. And if you haven't watched Flight Plan, it's you know it's basically in a lot of ways it's like a half hour Cardinals version of Hard Knocks. Although we're going to have Hard Knocks this season too. But one of the best parts of it is getting you get more of a behind the scenes look and some of the quotes we played from Kyler Murray yesterday. But you and I agreed, Wolf. Anytime you have a chance to play some Buda Baker quotes, you do it like yeah. this one. VJ said it great. You know, he said Buda would run through darkness. And I just feel like that's what I do. I have no fear. So I understand my job. I know exactly what I'm doing, which is able to help me play fast and play at a very high level. So once I know what I'm doing, it's just a matter of playing fast, having no fear of whatever I'm doing, and just, you know, taking it one play at a time. Each and every time I'm on that field, I know guys are trying to, you know, put a hat on me. So me understanding that first and foremost, I always got to know to keep my head on the swivel and continue to just play fast and play at a high level because if I do that, that's going to help the whole other, you know, parts of the defense. So overall, I have to believe Buda Baker, if he's not the consensus favorite fan favorite among uh, Cardinals fans, he's, he's certainly you know the short list of two or three guys. But as as a guy that played defense in this league, I mean, is there that's the exact sort of player you want to line up with on defense, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he the way he talks and the way he speaks reminds me of Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, guys that I had a chance to play with last. And uh, with the Bills, that's probably considered, you know, right there with Jalen Thomas, Thompson and, and Buddha as far as being the base, best safety tandem. And so when you hear a guy speak that way, uh, I mean, he's he's ultra, you know, he, has, he does a great job of letting you know how good he is, but in a humble way, <laughs> you know, and, and being around guys that are confident, but also humble and understand, um, and or I guess respect this game is just really cool. And so I have a lot of respect for Buddha, the way he plays, the way he flies around, obviously having that special teams background kind of starting there and then evolving into one of the top safeties uh, in the league. And so just watching his evolution over the last, you know, uh, several seasons has been really cool. Um, and now that you see that he's been partnered with another guy, um, and Jalen, as that con- con- continues, he doesn't have to right, carry the water by himself because now he has a, they have another guy back there that the guys have to worry about, and they can kind of take on that load together, uh, build that chemistry, be able to disguise and play in the box and be able to be interchangeable in so many different ways when that, now they're dominating and dictating um, to, to offenses, and, and people are scared to, to really play the, that duel. It's so cool. Check this out, Zoe. We got a little montage here on Buda Baker. Fearless, absolutely fearless, uh, reckless, and passionate. He's almost like the Aaron Donald of uh, defensive backs. This guy strikes like a cobra. The way he runs through contact, I should say, is is very rare. It's not natural to run full speed through contact. Buddha's personality is like a sniper. He's fearless. And I haven't seen a player in this league play that hard, play to play to play, like that guy plays. He is as fearless as any player as I've been around. It's a natural trait that he has that most guys don't have. You know, even great players don't have that trait to run full speed through darkness. We had to yes. finish with that one right there, what? so. Yes. <laughs> that, that, man, who, what does that sound like, Wolf, though? That sounds like somebody running down on a kickoff and about to run through a wedge. <laughs> Doesn't that what that sound yes, like to it you? Does. you got to be built better. different to do that. Maybe maybe every star in the league should be forced to play special teams and run through darkness, <laughs> run through a wedge. That should be something, a prerequisite I'm, uh being able to play by defense. By the way, though, without breaking stride. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. And that. And, and Buddha was a, he was a, a Pro Bowler special team player. So when he when they say those things, it's no surprise to me because that's how he plays. A recommend a wrecking abandonment about how he approaches the game. He did that same thing when he was on teams, and that's what made him so great. And so now he's just transitioned those those talents and abilities, or at least that mindset, to safety. And it's it's hard to play against guys like that because he, he's not going to back down. Yeah, yep. you may get him one time here or there, but you're going to get him every single play. He just wears on you. And by the end of the game, he's just dominant and so I just I like I said I've loved his evolution and watching him grow into the player that he is and where it started at um because I, I, I just think it's so cool and that and that mindset he got it it's, it's a special teams mindset and you know what not only that though but one of the reasons why Buda Baker is beloved in that locker room is because he's not the biggest guy on the field <laughs> yeah you know it I mean Buda it's he's not he's not the typical size of a safety in the National Football League. He is definitely diminutive for a safety in the league, and yet he's beloved 
for that very reason because of those Buddha Baker, Safety, Washington. An undersized safety with the heart and passion of a linebacker. Baker has the explosiveness needed to change direction in space and the instincts to make plays in any coverage area. He was an honorable mention all Pac-12 as a freshman and garnered first-team all-conference honors in 2015 and 2016 when he led the Huskies in tackles. At 5'10 and 195 pounds, he may be small, but he makes up for it with his competitive desire and talent. NFL comp former Colts safety Bob Sanders. Buddha, Buddha. It's a great Buddha. comparison right there. Bob Sanders? Yeah, yeah. And hey, you know what? I, I I forgot that Buddha was part of the pack. We may not be able to play play with the SEC, but we sure can play in the NFL, these Pac-12 guys, can't we? <laughs> hey, you know, we, we got some ballers out there. Even That's ASU right, put man. some ballers out there. So, hey, maybe the Pac-12 isn't so bad. You know what I'm saying? It's not the biggest. <laughs> just keep drafting defensive backs from Washington. That's what I have learned. And exactly. Buddha, how Buddha dropped to number 36 in that 2017 draft is still a mystery. Because yeah. it's not like he was like under the radar. At Washington, he was he was this player there. Well, it was Pac-12. It was probably hurting. Yeah. He played in the Pac-12, but hey, we all of us seem to transition really well to the league. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't no, blow this no, thing right, up. That's enough right there. <laughs> again, in the country right Once again, when you see a guy that isn't big and he's out there playing like he's six four. 230 pounds. Well, I, I mean, that matters Buddha to guys. doesn't look like he knows any other way to play either. Right. Like, you never have any question of like, right. oh, but you know, maybe he's going to, this is going to stop midway through the season or something's going to change his mind. Like, we saw him get hurt against the Rams last year. It doesn't change the way he plays. Uh, so, what, the captains came out earlier this week, and obviously Buddha's a captain, but uh, Jalen Thompson, who you mentioned before, also one of the team captains as well. So, two <laughs> no safeties. Surprise. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty nice, that's a pretty nice yeah. pairing back there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I love those guys, and I probably love Jalen more, a little bit more so. Um, just the way he comes down, he's in the box probably a little bit more than Buddha is, and the way he strikes, the way he leads. And when he speaks, they sound very similar, uh, built as far as character, mindset, and how they approach the game. And so um, this team, as you have these guys start to evolve and get older and mature and really become the leadership within that locker room that was pretty much homegrown, right, and developed, that's when you start seeing the, the change that we're talking about to the second half of that to the season when they're able to finish strong. And so seeing these guys kind of come up and take the reins is is great for this organization. I'm I'm happy for them, proud of them, and just watching these guys continue to grow and really um, uh, just take advantage of this opportunity to play in the league. James. Another Pac-12 Yeah, I was going to say, another oh, Pac-12 Oh, yeah, oh another Pac-12 yeah. guy. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, I, I see. I you, so. okay. I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, Best right. quarterback in the league, you know, from the pack, you know. Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, we just got a lot, a lot of great receivers. <laughs> Some of these defensive ends out here can. I mean, it's probably a couple of guys tonight that's from the pack out there balling. I mean, I'm just saying, we just got to take a little bit better look. Guys. Y'all see it. Look a little, yeah, y'all see it out here. It's a lot of Pac-12 love in the NFL. I'm just saying, y'all, you know, oh, hey, you hey, it's all right. good. Wolf, there's also a pit guy that's one of the captains, too. Did you want to say anything? Uh, no, I did not want to say anything. So, Thank thanks for joining us, man. I know you're out there on a, uh, I don't know, is this a business trip? Whatever it is, it's, you're getting to watch some pretty good football tonight, man, so enjoy it. No, I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you next week. All right, so, are you going to be on the sideline at all? No, I'm not that Okay, British. okay, yeah, all right. No. Well, man, sorry, dude. Okay, no. All right. Talk to you. Thanks. Later. So. That's, uh, that's Lorenzo Alexander joining us right there for the lowdown. I just as wanted he to know if we should look for him. You know what I mean? If, uh, if, 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 if Zoe wants to be seen, he'll be seen. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's sort of what I've gathered with Zoe. Uh, all right, that was the lowdown. We're going to come back and kind of reset everything with all of today's top stories in one place. How about Marcus Golden back on the field for the Cardinals? That and more next with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.